0: I'm just entering the Bontle Rest Camp. As one comes in, the first little loop of campsites is known as Rhino. Away to the west of the camp there's an open plain and there's a water hole, but it's so dry at the moment I don't know that there's much water in it. I can see a warthog and what looks like a kudu on the sort of open clearing, but I know from experience that The reason it's called rhino is that crashes of rhinoceros move through the area which is totally unfenced and you might be able to hear that shrieking sound. That's a Bennett's woodpecker. Which uh, is quite an exciting little little find. Yeah, there are some kudu moving through. Yeah, so an exciting little scene. At the moment it's out of season there's only one maybe two campsites that appear occupied one little caravan and uh, yeah that's in the first loop I see a couple more in the the second loop which I think is called Sesame, but uh, as I move along and when we get there I'll confirm that and then the safari tents uh, which are a recent addition are round the back and I think that's called s- the sable loop uh, there's quite a few kudu, and um, there must there is a bit of water in the waterhole. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. At least nine kudu, a couple of impala, and three or four, maybe even more warthog, getting down on their elbows, on in the way they do, and uh, sticking their snout into the earth, foraging for roots and grubs and uh, whatever they can they can eat. They are omnivorous, so their diet is a bit more varied than some of the classic herbivores. But yeah, a great sight. And I'm sure if I keep my eye on the area, we might see something something special. Um, at least one. I'm actually going to try and get a little closer and turn the engine off and give you an update. And as I mentioned earlier, the second uh, campsite loop is sesame and it has one to twelve berths. And uh, yeah, just driving down there now. I'm going to try and get a sight of the rhino, and uh, yeah, oh, quite special. And what's amazing, there's no fence around this camp, but there's just a series of sort of gun poles that are dug into the into the earth uh, and uh, stopping uh, probably on top of one of the campsites turning the engine off uh, yeah so to the west of the camp is uh, an open expanse of open felt with less trees than uh, most of the surrounding felt I suspect it was cleared in years gone by as part of the agricultural agriculture that uh, took place in the area and uh, now provides a water hole and an opportunity for the animals to, to come through. That rhino that I mentioned has moved off. I can't see it at the moment but I can see a lot of other game. There's a crested barbit which is a very colourful bird with a chunky bill, related to woodpeckers that is sort of foraging on the ground in front of my vehicle. And you can hear that sort of whistling sound. That's some helmeted guinea fowl that are sort of coming down to, to drink I would assume. Just a bit more of a description of what the campsite area looks like as I compete with that helmeted guinea fowl I was mentioning earlier. Uh, the tallest trees in the campsite are leadwood, which are massive, very hardwooded trees. And because of the lack of rain, they're pretty much bare at this time. There's a couple of other large trees, some buffalo thorn, many of which are home to colonies of white-browed sparrow weavers, which make very messy, unkempt nests out of grass. Not the sort of neat, tidy nest that your classic weaver bird makes. Far more unkempt, but uh, nevertheless interesting to see. There's quite a few dead trees that line felt, and I guess that's all part of the cycle of nature. And they look quite picturesque as the sun sinks down towards the horizon, as we've probably got about an hour of daylight left today. Yeah, still incredibly warm, very pleasant being here out in the bush. entrance of Safari Tent 5, my abode for the night. The tents have a canvas structure around the walls of the bedroom chamber with latte gun poles of thin and some thick beams in the roof, a corrugated iron a roof and then a concrete section which is which houses the ablutions. Unit 5, the one I'm in, is designed for people with mobility impairment and hence the parking area is paved and there's a gentle ramp from the parking area up to the outside veranda of the uh, unit and it's pretty close to the campsite more so than the other units which is great for allowing people to wander close to the waterhole and perhaps do some game viewing from within the confines of the camp. halfway to the 10 number 5 is a gentle gradient, probably about one in four. And it's bricked and it's about a metre, maybe even slightly more wide. And the paved area of parking is relatively flat and is probably uh, about five metres wide. So ample space for a person in a wheelchair to disembark from their vehicle, on either side of the vehicle, and still have room to m- move around, yeah, they've done a good job there. Yeah, and I think the gradient is perhaps even even shallower than what I, I described, maybe one in five, one in six, and the veranda area, the the briar stand, or barbecue stand, is completely surrounded by uh, flat paved bricks, uh, a person in a chair will be able to, to maneuver around easy enough. The tent is sort of lined by a few of the natural woodland trees, wild syringas and Terminalia sericea. that's the silver cluster leaf, are two that I recognize. Because it's so dry there's not too much shade at the moment, but yeah, it's a nice time of day. The veranda consists of just an open area and then the kitchenette, which contains a sink, some hot plates, some drawers and a fridge. Is behind steel mesh with a padlock and a bolted latch and I guess that's because the primates both the baboons and the uh, vervet monkeys are notorious thieves and very clever so they soon learn to associate uh, human activity with food supply and that's the way to to keep things safe so that people don't lose their their food Now that I'm a little closer I see there's also a microwave that looks relatively accessible uh, just above the uh, sink area which does appear to have good clearance underneath it. To get into the bedroom chamber which as I said earlier is made of wood and canvas there are two glass French doors that open up and uh, yeah I'm going to do that now and go inside. a description of the kitchen at the safari tents at Bontle Rest Camp, Marikeda National Park. The left hand wall and the rear wall are made of concrete. The front wall is made of steel mesh and steel girders lined with mosquito netting and the right hand wall is partially concrete and partially mesh and girding. The idea is to keep the monkeys, the baboons, the honey badgers and any other thieves from entering where tourists leave their food. Inside the kitchen, it's very well equipped. Uh, On the right hand side there's a fridge with a lower freezer section. Then there is a microwave at a very reachable height. There's a sink, good clearance beneath it. There's two hot plates. The microwave is raised about a meter and a half. Uh, above the ground in a specially fitted cabinet. The sink on the left hand side of the kitchen has good clearance underneath of about uh, uh, close to a meter and there's lever action taps on the sink and there's a kettle, there's a a drying stand, there's um, an intricate sort of uh, shelf that's on a mobile trolley where you can store uh, food and, and other commodities easy to sort of move around and yeah in the shelves underneath the hot plates there's a toaster there's plates and bowls and there's a tray with a with a teapot and milk jug and sugar pot and uh, then cutlery uh, various all sort of standard cutlery but uh, things like tongs and sharp knives and ladles and sieves and graters uh, so no, yeah, it's quite well stocked this little kitchen Uh, There's also some washing up liquid and uh, cloth and drying cloth. Yeah, so one can be nice and independent, here. Description of the inside of the safari tent at Bontle Rest Camp, Marakela National Park. The bedroom chamber is about four meters wide by four meters deep on three sides. The walls are made of canvas tent material with some uh, wooden beams to give it shape and strength. There's two windows, one on the left-hand wall and one on the front wall that, when opened, are lined with mosquito uh, mesh. And the right-hand wall is made of thick concrete. And provide structure to the ablutions which are the other side of that wall. There are two beds in the unit that I'm in currently with a little bedside table on either side of those two single beds that are pushed together and for hanging up one's clothes there is an A-frame shelf with a hanging bar with coat hangers on it and then the actual shelf part has some extra blankets for the winter time at the bottom and one can store one's clothes on the other shelves and then you can probably hear in the background that fan is blowing it being summertime now it's very hot and the fan is a welcome relief when it gets up close to it. The evolution chamber is uh, lined on all sides by four concrete walls. It's about two meters deep, probably about three meters tall and four meters wide. And the roof, unlike the bedroom chamber, which has an A-frame uh, rising up with the canvas tent uh, lining the sides of the A-frame, this has a pine wood paneled ceiling with spotlights at various points in Uh, that ceiling. On the left hand side as one comes in is the toilet, in front of you is the basin and mirror and to the right is the shower setup and I think that's about all one needs to know then. It's about half past nine at night I'm sitting on the veranda of the safari tent and it's amazing what light does to attract insects and arachnids and other creepy crawlies. So if you don't like a bit of the smaller wildlife then you're in for a bit of a shock. There's moths, there's centipedes, there's millipedes, there's solifuges also known as red romans or sun spiders, closely related to scorpions, but not with a venomous sting. There's geckos, lizards that are nocturnal and feed on all these insect life that are attracted to uh, bright lights at night. Quite an active little place.